Hey guys, just before we get into it, we would like to acknowledge our podcast partners in Beyond Blue. If you're feeling low, anxious, or need to talk to someone, please contact the people at Beyond Blue. Their phone number is 1300 224 636. You can visit them on the website as well at www.beyondblue.org.au forward slash get support. Enjoy the episode. Thanks, guys. Hello and welcome to the Listics AFL podcast. I'm your host, John Van Norton, and here as always with me is my good mate, Sean Lewis. Sean, have I woken you up? Yeah, shit, mate. I'm here. Yeah. Sorry, we're um, recording two podcasts in a row. We normally record two podcasts in a row, but we're both a little bit tired today, so it did try to lift us up and yeah, give us yeah. a little boost coming into the back half of the day. Absolutely. Um, we are going to get straight into it, though. So we've already covered off the West Coast Eagles this week. And the other eliminated team was the Brisbane Lions. Now, the Brisbane Lions, they've probably got a little bit more... Um, a little bit more longevity up their sleeves in terms of where we sort of see their list going, given that they were the second youngest team in the AFL this year with an average age of 23.43 and average games of 56.6, which is also the third least in the AFL. So they're they're Cubs still. They're not really really a mature team um, and they've also just lost their most experienced player in Luke Hodge. So... I don't know what their age profile is going to look like next year, um, mm-hmm. but they're definitely um, an older team that I think probably overperformed this year due to draw, lack of injury, um, and momentum. Yeah, absolutely spot on there, John. Couldn't agree with that assessment much more. Um, I think even though they are a very young team on paper, I'm, I was just actually trying to pull up what their week-to-week age is. I don't think week-to-week they're as young as we probably think. Um, but, yeah, they are definitely a very young team and and they are a team that bounced this year, bounced very hard, obviously, from... Um, uh, was it... What did they finish last year? Fifth bottom? 15th, yeah, 14th, maybe? Yeah, 14th. Up to second. Yeah. And then, obviously, finishing fifth for the year as being the highest-ranked loser on the weekend. Um, look, I think uh, for Brisbane... The biggest thing for them is you know, avoiding the Melbourne um, of 2018. Uh, and and Brisbane this year have had a really, really great run with injuries. So um, a lot of the keys that you look at in the AFL for when a team is, is performing well and, and outperforming what you expect, it's often linked uh, either to injuries or, or um, I guess... Uh, unexplained upticks in in players developing quickly for for Brisbane in this particular case they have had an absolutely incredible run with injuries I think last injury table I saw they had had they were the number one in terms which means the least games missed by their best 22 and the next nearest was double what they were yeah and like that type of run is like Adelaide 2017 to the to the grand final. Type yeah, run. I know. Marcus Adams is probably the only person that was really missing from their best 22 for most of the year through injury, um, and even he by finals was back um, and playing. So they uh, they're going to have it much harder next year. That's for sure. Uh, obviously, they're also going to get a harder draw. They're going to get a top six draw and like just standard luck and random fluctuation would say that they'll probably be middle of the pack for injury next year um, in which case I, 
I reckon that they're sitting probably just outside the eight if I'm predicting where they'll be next year. So yeah, I mean when when um, when the markets open for betting, um, feel free to short the lines um, to say that they won't make finals. I think that'll be a fair bet. Yeah, look, I, don't, I don't bet, but I don't think they will make finals. I, I tend to agree with you, mate. Like I, I genuinely think that they're going to be struggling um, a lot for, um, I guess, next year when they've got. So what what the top six uh, draw means for them is that they're going to not play any of the bottom six teams twice, which they had the luxury of this year doing multiple times. With the exception of Gold Coast, who they'll play the doubleheader against. Ah, that's true. They always play the doubleheader against them. But and, yeah, and that... actually, just while I've got, I found the one I was looking for, the team average age for week to week. Yeah. Brisbane is literally sitting middle of the pack. Ah, okay. Um, they would be ninth. Okay. Um, on 25.2 average age each week. And without Hodge, they go from ninth to the bottom? <laughs> no, I think that, I think, well, we've also got Steph Martin's quite old. Um, you've got uh, Zorko, um, Lockie, yep. Lockie, Lockie Neal's mid 20s. Yep. So they got they got a few guys that are a bit older. Um, if Marcus Adams comes in, he's like about 27 or something. So, you know, um, they're not, they're not completely babyish. They've got a lot of young players and they've got a young midfield and everything, but they do have a fair bit of experience. Daniel Rich should be getting close to 30 now. Um, yep. That sort of thing. So, you know, the biggest thing for them next year is just going to be really avoiding that big drop. And I think if they just missed finals or they just make finals next year, that's a successful year for them because it means that they're probably going to develop their bottom end a bit more. So, yeah. Um, depth chart wise, uh, four key forwards, six key defenders, seven general forwards, eight general defenders, 19 midfielders, and three rucks. Yep. Um, very, very heavy on the midfielders. I know they've got a lot of utility type midfielders that play um, forward and back, like off the half back line. They've got a few wingers and stuff, but. You know, um, I'd like to probably see uh, a few more of the more generalist position players, um, like a specialist small forwards and um, specialist small defenders. Probably. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that's probably this the split that's going to start happening over um, the next few years as that they develop is that you'll both get midfielders that were people that were drafted as midfielders and are currently listed as midfielders changing into general forwards and general defenders as mm-hmm. they develop into their position. And also, they just need to go that way a little bit more um, so that they can have some strength in those areas because at the moment, they've got a lot of um, a lot of strength in youth. Um, but yeah, I mean, outside of that, they're, they're still definitely a developing team. Um, and when we look at their best players for, for now, um, so they're still quite heavily reliant on Stefan Martin um, and Dane Zorko, uh, who were both now over 30. Yep. Um, they were able to bring in Lockie Neal in the off-season as well, which was huge for them, um, as well as Jared Lyons and probably um, Harris Andrews and Huma Cluggage would be the other two big ones for them now. Um, and then into the future, you're looking at Harris Andrews, Huma Cluggage, Eric Hipwood, Cam Rayner is probably there as well. And it's, I'll probably still have Lockie Neal in there. Last, yeah. year, last year, we had Alex Witherham, but... I think that he proved himself this year to be more of a role player than an absolute star. Um, um, yeah, I think so. But I think he's going to be the natural Hodge replacement. So I think when they brought in Hodge, it probably helped with it at first. But then it probably, as he developed, he probably got to a level where 
it almost became a little bit hindering. So I think that in terms of the halfback role that Hodge played with that real general by foot, yeah, um, that's going to be withered in, in the future, which is great for him to be able to learn off Hodge. But, um, you know, it, it, probably they do still lack a run off the back line, which we'll talk about in a minute. But just want to touch on the other key changes. I think, you know, the swapping of Dane Beams for Lockie Neal um, is probably the obvious one. Um, they would have liked to have paired them both together, but I actually work, think this works out better for them. Yeah, um, well, given that they were still able to get a first-round draft pick this year. Yeah, and, and then on top of that, um, I mean, we, we're still never going to understand why Jared Lyons was allowed to walk to Brisbane. Um, that was just insane to me still today. Yeah, um, and they were able to also get the most out of Link McCarthy and Marcus Adams, um, who were able to play really important roles for them throughout the year. Yeah, and um, they still managed to get another young kid through the door and Eli Smith. Who and, you really like. Yeah, um, um, and they pulled off probably the heist of the century. Wait, that's overusing heist of the century. Well, There's been a lot of heist of the century with you, mate. They, they pulled off a very good pick swap. By getting Gold, gold Co- Daylight Robbery. Gold Coast second round pick for that's this year. Throw in Lions and that is a heist of that's a that's it's not part know. of the same trade. Different trade. It's what he wasn't a trade Lions exactly. wasn't traded. Yeah. That's a heist. That's a swindle. That's the yeah. The Lions <laughs> they hustled Lions on his <laughs> What other synonyms have we got? For oh, we got everything. Um <laughs> But you're you're right. Um the fact that their their first round pick was fourteen, and that they got a second round pick back at nineteen, and they also have Collingwood's first mm-hmm. round pick, which is currently sitting at seventeen. And they also had pick nineteen last year and pick forty six last year. Yeah, pick nineteen last year was Eli Smith. Was yeah. that Eli? Yeah, yeah it, it ended up being twenty one. I guess yeah. that's the other thing to think about with pick fourteen um, and pick nineteen this year. Pick fourteen will probably be around pick 14 or 15 Uh, pick 19 will probably maybe closer to 20 or 21 22 um, because there'll be bids for academy players that'll come in who's who's the main one Henry Mead Green Green and McGuinness and McGuinness so I'm saying Green I think Mead probably falls outside of it Henry Mead's possible though like as in uh, I know that Green will be before 14 and the other three could theoretically be Hen- anywhere after... Henry's probably before 14 at the moment. Maybe. Yeah, so... And then it's probably the question of... Well, McGuinness, I think, will be between those two, personally. Yeah. And then I think... Yeah, so it just it's really... Actually, to be honest, yeah, it's really that Jackson Mead bid. Does it come in the 20s or 20s? And then it also depends on where those clubs have picks. So if they all get picks outside of 19, then they're, then they're jumping ahead rather than matching with picks inside of that. so. But it also could all make pick 19 very valuable to some clubs. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, definitely if they're trying to get back in the draft as well. So, mm. I mean, they've got a pretty good fist at the draft um, yeah. given what they gave up last year to get senior players as well. Yeah. And definitely the good thing is that they're set up for long-term success. Don't even have to talk through that. Everyone understands that their list is very young. They've got some of the best young it's, players in the competition. Yeah, it's not just, not just their list is young. It's more... Their, even though their average age was mid-table, if you looked at their spine, it would be one of the youngest spines in the AFL. And with the exception of of Carlton, or actually, to be honest, Carlton and Brisbane have the most exciting spine of the competition, but they both have the same problem, which is probably going to be the bad. Um, 
which is they don't they have aging ruckman. So yeah, um, you know I really think that for Brisbane, you know good spines win flags. All you have to do is look at you know. Um, well, actually, to be honest, Richmond and kind of the dogs disproved that, but Hawthorne and, and West Coast last year... But I mean, you, you, even see, you even see with Richmond, they had a good most of the spine, as in if you counted Dusty as a forward, like a full forward, and you had go Dusty, Rewalt, Rance... Townsend had a career year. Well, yeah, you had a lot of guys that had career years, but I mean, they still do have good players, and you see that these teams, which are winning premierships then also going to try and get better in those areas as in mm. go get Tom Lynch because they could see that was a weakness for them. Yeah. So it's not to say that they they could have won more flags with Lynch. I mean, they'd be flag favourites this year with Lynch. So mm. definitely spines, um, strong spines are really important for flags. And, and you look at their spine and you, it does just is awesome. Like yeah. Harris Andrews is probably the most exciting defender in the game. Yeah. Um, and they've got uh, Darcy Gardner and um, who's the other one there? Who's the other big guy? Playing forward, McStay? Daniel McStay, he's the other one. Yep. Yeah, so he's so the back one that's gone forward. Yeah, McStay. And, and Hipwood. Hipwood as well, yeah. So they've got some really, right. really exciting, talented players that are all getting better. Uh, still, I mean, we're going to start seeing the effects of it. Hodge leaving this year um, makes a bit of a difference as well, but it's it's one of the things to just look out for is that I mean we spoke about it with um, Martin and being that Martin being really the only ruck on the list that I, I yeah. would trust to hold them up then Hodge Zorko Robinson and Rich are all um, older players as well and, and really important players to them so Hodge Rich um, and we said Hodge is already retired were their slingshot rebound um, Robinson and Zorko were their goal kicking midfielders and both Robinson was incredible on a wing this year complete he's reinvented himself career, career year um, but again 30 so you're moving oh, yeah. into that later phase in your career and I think with Hodge like his output it's not that they've never been able to replace his output because I think Witherden can easily replace that it's it's the leadership aspect so what what Hodge so uh, what was it um Jay Rawlings, uh, who's who's left Melbourne and moved on, he came out and he those asking him, well, what went wrong this year? And he actually said one of the things that he really noticed, and he hadn't been in an AFL coach's box for a year and a half because he'd been coaching uh, Casey. And he actually said, you know, the thing that really struck him was the fact that you don't have a runner. Yeah. And, and he said, you know, at the VFL level, I can send a runner out any time. And then he said, at AFL, you're, you've you're only got a two-minute or a minute-and-a-half window um, to get a runner out there. And because of that, you know, if you don't get around to everyone or you don't get your messages to everyone and all that stuff, then all of a sudden you're relying on the players to coach themselves. And when you've got young players in key positions, and like for Melbourne, our midfield was young. Yep. Um, and Jones was playing on a wing. Um, it means that... For them to set themselves, and when they've got an issue, they're maybe they're not able to correct as quickly. For for the Lions, they've got you have a look. They got Zorko in the middle, so he's a, he's an older prospect, and Lions as well. Who's you know Jared Lyons is 26, 27 years old. He's got experience. He's played at Adelaide. Yep. Played at Gold Coast. Um, they had Hodge down back calling out their setups, um, and then you know like 
probably up forward is where they didn't have the runner, but I guarantee you Chris Fagan's sitting in the box going, I don't have to send a runner down back. Hodgie's got this. Yeah, I agree. I don't have to send a runner out to the middle because Steph Martin or Zorko or Mitch Robinson's got this. I only have to send my runner to the forward line to sort it out with Hipwood and those boys up there. Yep. And that's all I have to do. So his runner is all of a sudden focused on one thing. So make no mistake, losing Hodge and his leadership is going to have an impact, especially if the AFL leave the rules as they are. Because I think that the problem that Melbourne had, obviously, with the runners that's been spoken about, will will rear its head for them as well. Losing a coach on field like Hodge um, can have huge impacts. And you know, you can say Melbourne had Geordie Lewis, but Geordie Lewis didn't play. Plenty only played twelve games for the year. Yeah. So, and then we, you know, didn't have our key positions in a lot of it. And it's these sorts of things that Brisbane and I'm sure Chris Fagan are looking at right now, going, how do we avoid all this stuff? Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, Bit bit to do with Melbourne in there, maybe a bit of yeah. baggage that you were carrying. But yeah. um, you, you got you got a chance to talk about it, and it was oh you okay day last <laughs> week. You didn't probably bring that up with me at the time, but yeah, that's okay. I'm yeah. okay now. I'm still <laughs> I'm still reeling from Melbourne season. One one other thing I do want to pick up with Brisbane, and it's probably the only knock on them at the moment um, is just the, the the club debt at the moment. Um, hopefully, a successful year like this and a really promising list. Um, helps them take a chunk out of that yeah and and helps them set up their training facility and i'd really you know i'd really just encourage all the brisbane and former fitzroy fans to get behind them and 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 back them in because we want to see you know clubs be financially successful we want to get clubs off afl handouts and support like that so oh mate the the don't worry the year that they've had will bring all those people out of the woodwork i know one of my colleagues from work has just got a home membership um, for the Brisbane Lions. So not a home membership, but Melbourne membership for the Brisbane Lions um, and for him and his son. So yeah. it's a, I mean, he's been living overseas, but he first time in years. So there'll be a lot of a lot of fans that'll be excited to go see the Lions in the next year. Um, so hopefully for them, they can keep it up. Um, moving into off contracts. Um, so we'll start with Ben Keys. What does he do? What do you uh, do? He's I mean, a tough one. I'd probably try to see if there's a market for him, um, like as in, yeah. uh, like a potential pick upgrade, a third round pick upgrade, or something like that for um, and Ben Keys going one way. He could be really handy at a club like Essendon. Yeah, I mean, I would even think uh, there's St. Kilda. I, no, I reckon um, teams that are teams that need to spend some more time developing. Um, so I think Fremantle um, would be a good fit. I think North Melbourne would be a good fit. I think that teams that can just afford to take a couple of um, pick shuffles. But Fremantle can't afford that because they've just sacked a coach because they didn't make finals. Yeah, I know. But let's, so, that, that could be a, a ruse. Like they could just want to, they said that, but reality is that a list isn't built for that, um, for a flag <laughs> right now. And you know, I'm, that's, I, I don't want to speculate what goes on at clubs, but. Um, you but gotta, you will anyway. But you, yeah, but I will. Um, you got to be honest with the reality, um, and the reality is, is that they're not in a flag contending window right now. No, absolutely not. Maybe. maybe. I mean, it, they could change around given that they've got some good key position players. I'm going off traffic. Um, so potentially them, uh, but there's a couple of teams that I reckon that are developing that could use a Ben Keys. If he's not got a market, I reckon he gets a one-year deal. Yeah, maybe a one-year deal or a rookie. Um, Connor Balladin, I would just resign him. Resign him. Yeah, he's just young. Two years. He's just he's young. So just well, he's a, he was a he was a really really talented um, key defender. It's a great kick. Oh, 
Fantastic kick. Beautiful kick. So really I, rated him, so he, he should definitely get another couple. Just give him another two years and let him develop. Corey Lyons, I'm not Probably sure. List. I think he's a rookie listed player. Yeah, maybe he gets another year on the rookie list because I know that Jared Lyons took a couple of years as well to become a regular AFL player. Plus he, his plus got, his his brother's there, so maybe they just give him an extra year just as a the brothers. The brothers Yeah, club. exactly. The the Brisbane Lion Brothers Club. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not as sure. Like, I mean, D-List is probably the right call on him. Yeah. Josh Walker, probably re-sign, is the right call on him. Yeah, re-sign for a year. Just depth. Lewis Taylor, trade. Trade, get whatever you can for him. Don't know if it'll be much, um, given think, that he hasn't played much this year. I just think that his value to Brisbane's probably gone now. I think yeah. they've kind of replaced him. Yep, and there are um, other there are other clubs that will value someone like him as well. Like, yeah. he... He was, what, 30, 40 goal forward a couple of years and he can run um, and he can take the game on. So I think there will always be a market for him. Just doesn't have a terribly penetrating kick. No. Well, um, yeah, we'll have to see how he goes. Luke Hodges retired. Yes, uh, Matt Eagles, they're trying to... Have you seen that article? That Brisbane are trying to see if they can re-sign him as a Category B rookie, I think, or re-rookie him for a fourth year. They're, I, think yeah. they're, I think they're actually trying to sign him outside of the cap. I think they're trying I th- to. I thought it was another year on the rookie list because when he came onto their rookie list, it was already like halfway through a season or something. No, it was because he was a Cat B rookie, and they're saying given the circumstances, like as in it's good for the league to have somebody come from the rookie show. Show, which is, I mean, I think average because to come from the rookie show, you have to have what played local football which for a long time which everyone that plays local football gets taken through the regular rookie draft and isn't outside of the salary cap so I think that they should probably just re-sign him just stump up um, and bring him inside of the cap or Hinge D-list um, for me he could, he could get another uh, year yeah I'm not sure I, I, uh, one year for me yeah um, yeah, let's, let's not spend too much time on the. There's a couple of players that we don't know like enough about, and that's because they're playing Neefal and we can watch them occasionally, but uh, yeah, maybe one well, year. I think uh, Nick Robertson. Nick Robertson gets, gets a year. year he yeah. probably gets a year, maybe two. Um, he's been a role player for them. Um, yeah. And he's going to be important for the depth when they come. Yeah, I agree. Uh, hinge, hinge, I think, probably not so much. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that um, their list hinges on his success. Um, that was terrible. Uh, Ryan Bastanak, I reckon. Are you becoming a dad, me or you? You. That was a dad joke, mate. Yeah, that's that's a good joke. Uh, Ryan Bastanak, I think, is He's probably done. Probably done. Yeah, I mean, I still think that the He's, market for Ryan Bastanak too, because he can still play footy. Like he can play footy. He's a very good footy player. Uh, I don't know, but like maybe he goes to another club. So I think that he won't. I think he'll probably get delisted from Brisbane. Um, yeah. Ryan Lester, they're probably going to want to re-sign him, um, given that Hodge is going. But he's a free agent, so I mean. If I was another club, I'd be trying to get Ryan Lester because Ryan Lester can play footy as well. Um, and I reckon that Hawthorne would be a good fit for Ryan Lester. I mean... What? Older player? D- well, he's... Yeah, but except he's an older player that has been playing in a younger club. Like, he's 27. It's better than the older players that they normally go for. True. He's about five years younger. And he's not had the exposure to an environment like Hawthorne um, mm. or Geelong or any of the big Melbourne clubs and I reckon that could elevate his game as well so yeah absolutely Ryan Le- I, I reckon he could be a really good option at a number of clubs but I also think he's 
like we're talking about the potential drop off with injury. Yeah. And I think that he's got to be one that, that Brisbane look to re sign. Agree. Uh, Sam Skinner, he's, I'm pretty sure he's the one that keeps doing knees. Yeah. Um, maybe. Maybe rookie list him if, if he's if he's the one that I'm thinking of that keeps doing ACLs. Um, he's, he had talent, so maybe rookie list, but maybe D list. Um, yeah. Tom Cutler, you want him, um, but yeah. I think that he probably holds more value on the trade market than he does to you. And he's the one who I think is potentially looking to move, move back, back to, to Victoria. Victoria. Yep, I've seen that so. as well. So, I mean, if you were getting really cute. You could, uh, and it's I'll, first. I'll move on. Sorry, I'll, I will come to this point. Uh, current draft picks. They hold the Pies pick, which is seventeen. Pick nineteen, thirty-two, forty-two, fifty. Now, what I was going to say is, I think if you're being really cute, they could move a couple of players on. Uh, one player that was iffy last year and had a good year this year, and Dan McStay mm-hmm. and Tom Culler as a package deal with some potential draft picks as well. Yeah, what? a high pick. Um, I mean, I I say this because I would love them. To, I would love to see them, and I know that Jackson could be available later. I just don't think he will be. But I think there will be teams that are looking for younger players that can fill spots in their list. And Tom Cutler and um, what's his name? I've already Dan gone blank on him. Dan McStay are definitely some of those types of players. Potentially like the Western Bulldogs who could use a player. Yeah, so i got a thought. Yep. What if um, pick two goes to Gold Coast? Yep. So you get the priority pick. Melbourne wants to trade pick three. Yep. Pick 11 and 15 from GWS for pick three. Yep. So they can get ahead. GWS get ahead of the Tom Green bid. Um, Melbourne's pick 11 would then be roughly about right for Jackson. So if you packaged up, say, Cutler, McStay, and I don't know, uh, I'd say pick in the 20s, but they've got pick 19, which will shuffle back to, say, pick 22. Yep. Um, I could see Melbourne interested in that. McStay is a flexible key defender, a key defender, key forward. Melbourne has some depth issues there. Um, I think Cutler um, could offer something to to Melbourne for sure and we stay keep a pick somewhere around that first round and then Brisbane can go get um, Luke Jackson at around pick 11 yeah I mean another one I could see would be um, a team like Hawthorne Um, I think that if you went for if you were Hawthorne and you went for Cutler and McStay both would be good fits both great fits for Hawthorne really strong fits for Hawthorne yeah absolutely Uh, you're aiming for pick 10 so you would go, say, pick 10 uh, for pick 19 and those two or pick 32 and those two. I think that's the right kind of players for Hawthorne is in two younger players for a list that needs some middle-aged young players is in guys that are 24 years old-ish. And oh. again, that's around that pick 10 spot. Um, Carlton at pick eight? Yeah, Dieter. I mean, you mentioned that last week. Um, Western Bulldogs wanting to go after I, I Carlton's got, future. I got... A, uh, so... During the week, after I said, uh, please explain yeah. how to say your name, um, apparently my second attempt was right, so I went back and listened to it, and apparently it's Dita. So okay. It's Peter, but with a D. Okay, Dita. Thank you, Dita, for, for clarifying that one. Um, but like a pick like that, yeah, you're right. I, I think somewhere in that range, 
might be worth targeting. I mean, it would be really good for them if they could keep 17 and 19 as well, by go, yeah. like by giving up 32 and those two players for something like 10 and um, for 10. I think that's about fair. Um, given the value of those two players mm. um, and then going after somebody like Jackson because I think that as I said I don't think they're a finals team yet no. um, and I think that they've got enough time to address um, a second or third key forward issue but I think that the ruck issue uh, is becoming bigger and I think that well, if how, they if how they how want to com- Martin got? and if they want to compete with the dogs and teams like that that are going to be going around in the next three to four years and really pushing I, I wouldn't want to see English against Oscar McInerney in the no, ruck. I, or, I, or Archie Smith. Yeah, exactly. But I like you know, if you get Luke Jackson in three years' time, I'd love to see that duel. I think that they're the two most clear ruckmen um, for the future. So and, and the other thing that it would do is that like they could if they got Jackson, develop him and they could get away with McInerney, Smith and Martin for two years or something. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, um, I like all that. Um, with let's just say they hold their draft picks. Yep. Pick seventeen and nineteen. What would you be looking for? Like assuming Jackson's unavailable. Assuming Jackson's unavailable, I'd probably be uh, going for some good defensive role players. So for me, um, Gould, if he was still on the board, would be a steal at that pick. Yeah, um, and steal. a great Hodge replacement long term, given he's a leader. Yep. And he's got a cannon, um, a laser cannon. Uh, Day, Day, Sharp, um, probably Bianco. Um, I could see being a good small defender slash ball user for them. Um, O'Neill at 32 possibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think so. Is there any other guys that you reckon? Yeah, look, I, look I'd like to see them probably, um, I guess, with Dane Zorko hitting kind of 30 this year, I think, um, look to kind of, I guess that attacking midfielder that they've got they need probably be searching for that so I wouldn't mind seeing them look at a Miles Bergman um, I do yep. think he's probably one that will suit them they've gone and got Eli Smith so they've kind of they've got a, an address they've gone and addressed some inside um, grunt um, and a bit of explosive play in him as well as they've got obviously uh, Berry and McCluggage and and these guys, I think Bergman would really complement um, that skill set that they've got already for the young guys. Yep. So that would be a pick up. I mean, if any club was going to go early on him, I think Brisbane would be the right club to do it. Yep. Um, yeah, that's kind of probably the biggest one for me. If At 17, if Gould's available, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, same, I, with, I, ja- same with Jackson. Yeah. If, if, Gould, if Gould or Jackson are available, I think that they're the exact right fits for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they could package up some picks and players and get two earlier picks and get those guys even earlier then that's fine too well, they're literally the two players they want yeah I would I would think they're, yeah. they're the two players I think fit what they need uh, going forward um, obviously with their needs we've spoken about the Ruckman and leaders but with the half back line um, I think they need some pace yeah, Sharp kind of comes in. Yeah I, I agree I, mean, I think that Sharp would be a good player for them as well um, he's shown that he can already play at senior level as well um, so potentially someone that could step up straight away um, I, I think that he'd be a good shout if he went that way yeah. they've, they've also sort of talked about um, I've been mentioned being interested in um, Archie from Gold Cal- Coast Suns Callum Archie Callum Archie yep yeah. um, as sort of a athletic forward or back um, I think that 
it's a pretty reasonable target for them. I guess I, I did have not a reservation so much. It was more just something that um, it, I think that they have to keep in mind. And if Dom or any other team uh, from Brisbane are listening to this one, it is just something to keep in mind is that I'm fairly certain that Archie would have been recruited by Dom initially at Gold Coast. And while that's not a problem, there has been uh, cases in the last few years of a recruiting manager or a list manager at one club, moving clubs and then trading for a player that they initially recruited uh, that hasn't performed uh, to the level that I guess you would have expected at AFL level. So there's obviously some of the players I'm talking about are guys that um, have moved from GWS to Carlton uh, that were originally selected by SOS. Um, and while, as I said, there's nothing inherently wrong with that, you're just sort of opening yourself up to um, escalation of commitment or, um, or that, that, that sort of bias where you're sort of doubling down on, uh, on your investment. And it's not, as I said, it's not necessarily a bad thing because I think that Archie is good. It's just something to consider. Like, unfortunately, as much, as good as we and if Dom, if you listen to any of our podcasts, you know how good we think you are and how many <laughs> good things you think you've done. So I am trying to say this um, with as much uh, respect as I possibly can. But you can't possibly be unbiased about this decision. You can't because you're originally invested in him. So whether you think you're unbiased or not, you are bias in this decision so it really needs to be handballed off to other people in the team to do the independent assessment on whether he's a good fit or not Um, and I think it's just a it's a more general comment for all teams as well all recruiters all recruiters anyone that's following recruiting it's really interesting when you see a person that's worked um, in an influential role at a footy club move to another footy club just to track where players that they initially recruited at that past club have gone because there is that risk of escalation of commitment, um, just doubling down to prove that the player that they originally drafted, it was a good draft pick, and for some reason or another, it just didn't work out yeah. at their initial club. So, I mean, look, like Archie, I, I appreciate everything John's saying. I, I agree with him wholeheartedly. Like, it, you know, there is a, a form of bias inherently when you've selected someone, whether it be at your club or another club, you're always naturally going to be linked with them. So, um, I'm sure. Um, they'll be going through a process of quite a rigorous process of, of uh, evaluating what they trade for Archie and everything but uh, I guess in terms of how he fits in their site and why I don't mind the trade I guess is that I think that Brisbane probably lack I guess um, athletic uh, defenders small defenders I guess and yep. Archie in I mean he's played about well, was it 30 or something 40 games I can't remember he's probably maybe 30 yeah, yeah he's not played a lot of games um, but I know that Stewie Jew for about half a dozen games threw him down back um, and he performed pretty well um, he performed more than uh, I guess more than admirably in those games and I could see a temptation especially given Brisbane's list looking for a bit of athleticism off the half back line yep um, I could certainly see how Archie could slide into them um, other targets I like um, I know they've been linked with Hugh Greenwood I love that for them I think I know that's kind of why they recruited Eli Smith for that sort of player yep. Greenwood being at 27 he offers a bit of uh, age and maturity um, he doesn't have a tremendous amount of games experience but I think that um, 
his his age, wisdom, being a multi-sport player would offer a lot to Brisbane. Um, and he certainly, the role he plays is a role they could use a player in. And I think he'd be very good with protecting um, a guy like Lockie Neal. Yep. Um, Cam Ellis Yolman, I, th- I think any time we link someone, we, we suggest someone with Greenwood, we're going to naturally suggest Cam Ellis Yolman as well. Because <clears throat> a very similar type player, probably more coal-faced than Greenwood. Can't play as many positions as Greenwood. Not as big as Greenwood, but certainly an exceptional extractor. He'd compete well with Lions, I guess. Um, and that's where I kind of like Greenwood because he offers something a little bit different yeah, I to, agree. to Lions. Yeah, um, Greenwood can float forward. Yeah. Yeah, which I like. And finally, if they're looking for a bit of dash, I could see them maybe throwing their hat in the ring with Brandon Ellis as a restricted free agent. I know he's starting to get a bit of traction um, from other clubs as well at the moment. Um, obviously not signed with Richmond yet. Uh, any clubs looking for a bit of pace, um, someone who takes the game on, I think, uh, is going to be looking at Brandon Ellis pretty closely. Um, so he could he could offer a lot definitely to Brisbane. I'm not sure they'll go down that path, but just one I kind of like for them. Yeah, no, there's some good options for them, mate. And we're probably going to uh, leave it there. We'll just do our final words. And, I mean, if I go over for my final words, I just think that um, Brisbane are probably in the right position they probably overperformed this year is in the list is in the right position and they just need to keep going to the draft um, and keep topping up the bottom of their list with new high talent players similar to what GWS were doing when they started moving up the ladder um, you've got some really really good players um, and if you can just continually top it up so that in two to three years when you're really at top flight even though you finished second on the ladder this year I don't reckon this is the best we'll see Brisbane mm. um, I, I think that'll come in three years time um, so don't be uh, don't be disheartened if you fall outside the eight next year, but um, just continue preparing for long term success. Yep, uh, I'll back John up. List is in a magnificent position, amazing spine. Um, probably start to look at targeting Ruckman. I mean, if you do uh, trade early picks um, or you can't get Jackson uh, with your pick thirty two, don't be afraid to look at someone like uh, a Nick Bryan or or even a uh, Charlie Combin. Um, just as, a, as I guess, a developing ruck in the background. Just keep keep doing what you're doing. Like, we were full of praise last year for Brisbane's recruiting. Um, that the club has got the right people in the right place. They've turned um, the ship around, I guess. Yep. And, and the club's heading in a great direction. Don't be afraid of missing finals next year. Don't do a Melbourne. As long as you finish around that kind of mid-pack mark, ninth you know ninth to kind of maybe tenth eighth you know that sort of middle pack mark i think is about right for where you guys are um and you're setting yourselves up for for serious long-term success to to be challenging for flags in the future and that'll that'll do us for the week guys thanks again um for listening and our next week will be a bit of a hectic week um with the grand final coming Mm. but we will try to get you um to podcast with the list reviews and potentially uh, a grand final preview it might just be a shorter episode yep. um, but it's a yeah an exciting week um, and obviously once the grand final's done I'm not sure if we'll get two out straight away but um, potentially then we can um, have a couple of easier weeks with only one a week um, yeah. covering the grand final loser and the grand final winner um, and then some of our postseason stuff when we move into trade and draft but thanks again uh, for listening and uh, yeah 
love you all and uh, speak to you again next week and thanks for listening guys we yeah. much appreciate it and keep in touch on Twitter we really do uh, love the Twitter engagement so cheers guys thanks bye if you constantly worry that the worst is going to happen you're not alone one in four Australians will experience anxiety no one anxiety is talking visit Beyond Blue to start a life beyond anxiety.